You've touched us today. You've touched us. I believe it's a real, authentic touch from you. You've touched our, our hearts. You've, you've touched our emotions. You're touching our mind. Now, God, we ask for instruction, and we're grateful for it. Let our ears be open to what your word says. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last week, sir, New Year's Sunday. Can you believe it's 2023? I can't. But... I gave you two different words last last week that tied together out of Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord to make that proclamation over your house, over your family, over your home. And then I, I, I drew a correlation to when the Lord will come. That was the question for from the disciples. And he said, as it was in the days of Noah, all the way back. That's how it will be when he comes. So out of that, as for me and my house, we will build the Lord, and I'll build an ark for my family. I'm going to build an ark for my family. I promise you the enemy's interested in your family. If you think about that, you think about how dangerous that. It'd be one thing if you were in a crowd of people and, you know, there was a predator in that crowd, and he could get to some of the people. But I promise you there's an enemy that's after your family and has a plan for your family, and you've got an opportunity to be protected from that. Amen? Ephesians 5 and 20, 5 verses 1 through 20. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading today. But um, most of these will be in uh, the New King James Version. One will um, be a different version. And then I'm going to give you some passages in several versions just so that you'll understand what it says. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, 1 through 20. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be, therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now. Can you say, but now? But now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. What he's saying is that you, you used to be in darkness. You weren't just in darkness. You were darkness. Can anybody say? Yeah, I was. But now, now you're light. In other words, he did something and brought you out of that, and you're not that anymore. Now you're this. Can somebody say, thank you, Lord? 
Walk as children of light. Verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. I have to stop there for a second. Finding out what pleases the Lord is another translation right there. Finding out what pleases the Lord. If you'll find out what pleases the Lord, it'll be pretty easy for you to understand what displeases the Lord. There was um, something my wife showed me. You know, we do a marriage conference, and it was it was a wife telling her husband they hadn't been married very long, and they were having bad troubles, bad troubles. And this was the woman's advice to him. She said, everything that you've been doing, just do the opposite. <laughs> Got to think about that. When somebody tells you everything you've been doing... that. They're, what they're saying is, that none of that pleases me. What would please me is the opposite. And what the Lord says through this scripture is, find out what pleases me. Do the opposite of what doesn't please me. Amen? Verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. It means don't dabble. But rather expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done in secret, or by, by them in secret, but all things are exposed, all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Part of walking circumspectly is, is realizing that, that things are cyclical in this life. Plant life is cyclical. Our lives are cyclical. A, a woman's body is cyclical. God sees things cyclically, cyclically, cyclical, like that, like that. What he's saying is, if you put a seed in the ground, you got to give it a minute. But what will come up will be exactly like what you planted. It won't be something different because it can't be. He said this in Genesis. While time, as long as time remains, seed time and harvest. And then he said, everything will, rep will reproduce after its own kind. So if you've got bad seeds in the ground... You got reason to be concerned, but if you've planted good seed, and that's what you're doing, you have the right to expect a good harvest in your life. Amen. Yeah. And let me just throw this in there for extra measure. Sometimes the reason you feel bad and you know you got a seed inside of you is because being planted is very similar to being buried. But there's a difference. Buried is when you're dead. Planting is when death has to take place so that newness of life can come. Amen? I could quit there, but I won't. Y'all are tough today. Y'all win the toughness award, but I'm, I know where I'm going. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things, always for all things, always for 
for all things. Everything is an opportunity to give thanks. All things, always, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, from that, youth, I'm going to, we still got youth, we let the children go back, but I want to say something to the youth right here. This isn't for everybody that comes to church, but do you know on the whole why a lot of people come to church? They hope to find something in their grand old years that will help them fix what they did in their earlier years. And all the real people said, yeah. Yeah. We still are working out and working through some of the dumb things that we did when we were your age. Through our choices. Here's what I want you young people to understand. Almost all of my mess... I made those decisions. The devil didn't even make me do it. There was no pitchfork in my back. I said yes to some dumb things. You've got the opportunity to be different now. Part of the goodness of God is that you can take and do. Not just you can take part. You do take part in your destiny now. You take part in it. You plant seeds in it. So so young people, hold on to that. And I'm going to come back to you all in just a second on that. I need to read something out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First 12 verses right there. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how... You ought to walk and to please God. Find out how to please the Lord. This is how we do it. How to walk. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Your sanctification. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. You see that? Myself. You put a wall around yourself. What do he say? Put a value on you. While, while, while other people are trying to devalue you or trying to take something that is precious to you or take something that is precious to be given to the right one one day in the bounds of marriage, he's saying, put a value on you right now. Not what anybody else says about you. Young people, hear me. I, th- I know you're hearing me right now. You put a value on you. If nobody else puts a value on you, you put a value on you. Possess your own vessel. Do like this. That's your vessel. That's that's you. That's, That's you. Okay? Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles do who do not know God. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles do who do not know God. Now that is uh, a term that I'm going to look to another reference. And, and usually when we look to a reference, we don't go to the King James. We go somewhere else. But I'm going to go to the King James because it says a word I don't know until I look it up. So it says, not in concupiscence. Help me out, you in the blue shirt, my mother-in-law. Concupiscence, is that right? Concupiscence. Have we found a word? 
have we? We can go home. Now, we can order chicken right now if we find a word you don't know. Concupiscence. See, I might be saying it wrong. Concupiscence. Concupiscence. Okay, was that, am I saying it right? Do I get, okay. You'll talk to me later. I'm in trouble, y'all. Concupiscence. Concupiscence is this. It says not in concupiscence. Concupiscence is simply this. I might not know if you said concupiscence to me in a sentence, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. But when I get the definition, I know what you're talking about. The definition is this, the desire for what is forbidden. And you can take that one back to the garden. So he's talking about from the very beginning, the desire for what is forbidden. We start learning what's forbidden at an early age. As soon as they're toddlers, no. No, because we love them. That's why, right? Not, not that cabinet, not, not that food item, because we love them, right? And he said, this thing about concupiscence, there's some things that you don't need to mess with. And they are the desire for what is forbidden. Now, see, the only thing that's going to help you that is him, his spirit, and renewing your mind. Because we are born in this fleshly body. And we have, I don't care how, how, how good we look on a Sunday morning, we have a propensity towards sin nature. A, a, a draw. It's like a breadcrumb trail that never really gets eaten. It's always, there's always a way back to it. Like riding a bike. You always know how to ride it once you've ridden it. Okay? That's how it is with some things that, that we shouldn't desire. Hey, the guy who wrote most of the New Testament said, the things I want to do, I don't do those things. But the things I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. I love the transparency of Paul. Things that are forbidden. Can we just take the new polish off today and say, hey, those things are still offerings. And I have to deal with them. This flesh has to deal with them. And I can only win when I get it right in my mind through the Spirit of God. Amen? So let me move past that. Y'all are like, I might wake up and go with you there, Pastor. I'm not sure. That's verse 5, down to verse 6. That no one, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. In other words, separated. That's all it means, separated. He separated you. He's mine. I, I, I belong to him. And he's mine. I, I'm not just his. He's mine too. That's what he's saying right here. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but rejects God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. He said, all those your friends over there, you're good to them. But we urge you, brethren, make your circle larger. That you increase more and more. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. To mind your own business. <laughs> and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk properly toward those who are outside. And that you may lack nothing. Stop putting 
expectations on people that are away from the Lord. That's, that's wrong. They're going to do what they do till they know him. And the thing is, there should be a difference in you now because you know him that you don't treat them the way. Darren, I guess me and you are going to stay late and walk into a room back there. We'll just lay hands on each other and pray. We'll both fall out and we'll be done with you. I'll come get us about 4.30, all right? <laughs> Sound like a plan? <laughs> this, this passage right here, I want to give it to you in, in different, uh, verse 11. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business as with your hands, just as we told you. That's NIV. I'm saving the NLT. Make it your ambition. ESV. And, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you. The CSB. To seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands. And I'm going to come back to the NLT. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. That, that's a powerful scripture. Thessalonians 4, 1, 1. We've got, you know, you've got, you've got things that made the dictionary. When they invented the dictionary, they didn't think these things would make them. They weren't there. But we have new entries. I remember one of the newest entries of the turn of our centuries was, was a selfie, right? Nobody knew what a selfie was, but all of a sudden everybody knew what a selfie was. And it, they actually put it in the dictionary. Uh, another thing that's in the dictionary is, is a number. It's, it's three numbers. It's 411. To get the 411 on something. We are, we are on Thessalonians 411. 411 defined as the relevant information or the truth. He's given you not only relevant information. He's given you the truth right here. You, you know when, when, when you're young and, and you're, you're, you're worried about how you look, y'all can tell I'm old and I don't care. I'm old and I don't care anymore about how I look. But there was a time when it meant everything. And it meant everything. And I grew up with, with, with five kids in the house. And we didn't have a lot. And, and I remember, y'all, any of y'all remember what elephant leg pants were? We called them elephant, bell bottoms. Well, boys called them elephant legs. That's what we called them where I was from. And, and we would run to the dryer in the morning because we worked them clothes out, y'all, and they had to be washed by every day. And I would run to the dryer and get them bell-bottom jeans. I don't care how many times I'd worn them, but I had to look right. And there was this T-shirt, and I know it was yard sale because ain't none of us had been to Florida, but it said Florida. I had to wear Florida, or I had to wear a Clemson sweatshirt because I wanted God to love me too. All right. So now y'all waking up a little bit. So I, I'm saying that in those days, I was so self-conscious about how I looked. I had acne. <laughs> God, I had bad acne. Oh, Lord. 
So if I can inspire anybody, let's just look at this glowing face. <laughs> but one thing that ain't never changed is the size of my nose. And my head has grown into it somewhat, but as a child, that thing led the way. And I was so self-conscious about my nose. And better, now I say better to smell dinner with. <laughs> Some of you know, better to smell you with. Big bad wolf, better to smell dinner with. Except COVID messed that up for me. But anyway, I'm holding a grudge. So, 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 so this, my, my dad told me this one time. This scripture is talking about mind your own business. I, I wish he would have said, son, go study 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11 till you get it. But you know what he told me instead, and it stuck with me. He said, son, your nose is big. And if you don't learn to keep it out of other people's business, somebody's going to knock it off your face. So word to the parents, there's a nicer way to see it. And you might find it in a scripture. One more time, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. Amen. Finally. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to lead off with this verse, 28. And then I'm going to read through 31. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. And those who are the called according to His purpose. Can you say the called? The called? The called? Can you say the called? Can you just say that's me? Can you look at your neighbor and say that's you? That's, that's you, the, the, the call. This message I entitled it today, I am the called. I am the call. You need to know what you are. You're called. You need to understand that you are called. Now these scriptures will, will, will prove that. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Very powerful passage of Scripture. If you bring that in and say that that's me if you identify yourself in that scripture because let me tell you who identifies you in that scripture the enemy he just thinks you don't know it he knows that you're under his righteousness but if you don't know that you're under his righteousness you'll walk around scared that he's even called you Wondering if you're even a Christian. Show of hands. I'll be first because I know the question. It's cheating, isn't it? Would you raise your hand if you're a Christian and you've ever asked yourself the question, am I even saved? Mm, wow. 
You young people, that's the enemy lie. But he'll put that one on you. He'll throw that one all over you, and you'll have to learn how to get around that. But when you understand your identity is in Christ, and it's not about what you've done, it's about what he did. That makes a difference. So he said, he said, he said this scripture right says, it said, who he foreknew, he predestined. Foreknew. That means before you were ever born, he knew it. Scripture says that. Before you were created in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he said, predestined. Pre means before. Destined means an ending. Before your ending, he already knew what he had for you. And then he said, you are the called. Now let me put that all together right there. The foreknew, the foreknowing, the predestined. You didn't know anything about that. You couldn't. When you get in on it, it's when he calls you the called. Because I only call who I want to call. I only call who I want to come. I've raised three children in my house. I, well, I can't say that's true. I've called them. I've called them all the wrong person's name. But in my mind, I have tried to call Walker, and I call Michaela, Christy. I've even stopped and said, "Who are you, and what is your name?" <laughs> but his call, you know that. You did not know. The foreknow. You couldn't. You, you, you did not know the predestined. You couldn't. But you did know the called. And what that tells me is he started something in eternity. But the calling was when time caught up to it. When you got in on it was when time made its entrance into eternity. That, 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 is, that is a powerful thing for you to understand he was thinking about me. It's when he brought into time what he did in eternity. He foreknew you. He predestined you. And he called you. And he did all three of those things. But you don't realize it until you are the called. Go back to 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who are, who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, weird moment as a teenager. Ready for it? Weird moment in church as a teenager. I'm sorry. Well, the same kid, I think. Same, you, you'll know I'm talking about you, my honey. My wife, there was a kid who used to call my wife in the youth group. And he was just, he was, I'm trying to be nice and say he's different. He was weird. And this is what he would say. The phone would ring, and Christine would pick up the phone. And this was his whole, I'm talking about, this was his entrance, his exit, his whole conversation, and he was settled in it, and he was good with it. This is proof of weirdness. Hi, Christine. Sorry I called. Hi, 
Did she say, is this, I don't even know his name, is this Tom? Is this Tom? Hey, Tom. Nothing. Crickets. The conversation was over. But he had said what he needed to say. He didn't wait a few more days and call again. Hi, Christine. Sorry I called. Tom? Does that remind you of Tom? End of conversation. Yeah, thank you. That, he said, that's weird. Tom was weird. Tom was weird, but God's not. Tom was sorry he called. God is not. God is not sorry he called. And he says this, Jeremiah 29 and 11, you know this. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to grow, to grow you. Plans not to harm you. I know those plans. What he's saying, I called you, and I'm not sorry that I called. Amen. I know I'm not sorry that I called. I'm called to this. You're called to this. Look at the person beside you and say, I'm called to this. We're called to this. It's the one thing that you know that you can answer that he did. And he planned it a long time ago before you were ever born. And he set an ending for you. It doesn't matter what's happened along the way because he fixed the ending of it. And you're called. But you got to know, I'm called. I'm called to this. If you know that you're called to something. See, see, anything that happens to me now through a person is set up in time. There might be a time when it hits, but I can look to that time and say, all things work together to the called. All things work together to the called, and I am the called. And you can find your strength for that, knowing that before I was ever called, I was chosen. <laughs> he had me on his mind. Before he made me, he foreknew me. He knew what my days were going to look like, and he said, they're mine. They're mine if they'll answer the call. If they'll answer the call. He predestined. He thought so much about me that he put a future in front of me and knew that one day would be the culmination of all that. And I'll run to his arms. I'm the called. You're the called. You remember when Peter? When Peter got out of the boat and walked to Jesus on one word of instruction, come. Because the called know what come means. 
Come unto me, all you who labor heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I'm telling you, it only gets better in Him. Doesn't mean that life's going to get easy, but every time it gets hard, I'm the call. And He's also called me to this. He's called me from glory to glory. Now, the only way we could understand it, if we, if we misunderstand that, we'll be wondering, why is my not, life not up here in glory land all the time? You've got to understand what from and to means. From glory to glory. There has to be something that differentiates one glory to the next. That's where your trials are. That's where your tribulations are. That's, that's, that's your heart. And some of you might be in them right now. I know you are because some of you came down and said, the enemy's been intimidating me. And I bet you, you weren't the only ones. From glory to glory. Whatever the enemy throws, this thing's been fixed in eternity. And I'm answering the call. If you're in middle school or high school or college, will you come down to the front and stand across the front? And if you're a youth leader or on our prayer team, would you come and stand behind them, please?